welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And I'm the wife. And I'm the other guy. Hey. <laughs> the other guy. This uh, is my husband. Yes. And we are here uh, once again. Yeah, two to, in a row. Two in a row to talk about Supernatural. We're really cutting this one kind of close. Uh, not too bad. Yeah, such a bad as Wednesday. It's 24 hours. Much to the chagrin of our kids, I, I pulled you away from them. No yep. family time. It's me, you, and our brothers. Oh. <laughs> They're watching a pretty cool episode, John. When you, okay. you want to hear about it? Sure. It's called Episode 20. Oh, that's a really creative name. Yeah, Dead Man's Blood. And it's written by Catherine Humphreys and John Siobhan, directed by Tony Warmby. And original air date was 420, 2006. Oh. What do you think you were doing on 420, 2006? 2006? Yeah. T- taking care of kids. Taking care of kids? You weren't toking it up? I only had, no, no. <laughs> no, not for me. Not for you? No, I'm lame and old. <laughs> Even uh, in 2006? Yep. Really? An old man's soul. You know what's funny? The other yesterday, I forgot that you were forty when we met. Yeah. Because as soon as you turned forty three this year, and it's like in my mind, you've always been forty three. Oh, that. But works. we've known each other for a lot more than yeah. six months. Yeah. You're about to be forty four in like a month. Well, uh, two month, two and a half months. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Anyway, Dead Man's Blood. This is episode twenty. This is the last episode of disc five of my beautiful original dvd uh box set and it is called it says reunion after an aging spook hunter falls prey to the vampires he thought he had long ago destroyed john winchester joins his sons to battle the bloodsuckers and retrieve an unearthly gun they possess yeah a negan episode a negan episode daddy's back oh and he is, uh, just to recap, do you remember why, so they found Dad, do you remember why Dad had to go? Yeah, because he's weak when they're around. He's yeah. Like, he'll always try to save them and they're little bitches. And my love for you is always going to make you weak. <laughs> yep. Just like, you know, if people could just pause for one second and think about their actions, it would be great. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so I don't, I, I kind of want to know what he was up to in these months of just like. Looking for the demon. Like, how is he finding it? But anyway, um, I'm pretty excited about this episode. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I. you know what I just noticed for the first time on the front of this DVD? Huh. So Sam is carrying this stupid, like, he's carrying this stupid circular knife thing. Yeah, you told me about that in yeah, how the they, episodes. Yeah, and they originally thought that it was going to be his, like, main weapon of choice. But I never noticed the bag of rock salt in the in the corner it's that has the corner. It. Yeah, it's got a hole in it. And it's in front of the car. Yeah, they shouldn't let that all seep out. I know, that's a big waste of salt. They certainly do salt a lot of stuff. And it's not good for the environment for them to just be salting all the ground. Why not? Usually they salt in front of windows. That's where salt comes from. Wait, do you think that, like, ghosts just go insane in the winter in Marquette? In Marquette, um, the city closest to us, they use salt instead of anything else. Like, are they all trapped? They're all trapped in the houses. Until With like, else. until like, well, that's probably like the most haunted place because they can't leave the house. Yep. They can't even like go on a walk. And then they probably get scared because that's when spiders come in too in the winter time. Oh my gosh! You can imagine being a ghost and all the spiders are in. You're in a house full of spiders and, and ghosts. other ghosts because yeah. they can't. They're stuck there too. Ah, oh, that would stink. Anyway, yeah, you think like, we do should you know watch? Where your ghosts are. <laughs> Hi. 
my name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. Do you know where your ghosts are today? <laughs> They're with the spiders in the basement. Now go do laundry. It's time to do laundry. Oh my gosh, I have all of the towels in the house, but one are like in the basement right now. Okay. They're done. I just haven't brought them up yet, and I'm lazy. All right, should we watch? That's been Towel Corner here on uh, <laughs> Moose and Squirrel, but we're married. I know people are really curious as the state of my towels, but do you think we should get going? Yeah. All right, let's watch the show. Okay, John. Yes. I need you to summarize what just happened. Not a whole lot. Okay. They, first, or, well, not to Sam and Dean anyway. Not to Sam and Dean. Um, the old guy sitting in the bar working on his notes. Yeah. He uh. Goes, old man, Mr. Wilkins. Sure. He goes home and uh, there's a lady with a shirt that's too small for her. Yeah. Who has demony eyes. Ooh. Who uh, he stabs through the heart, and then she just pulls a knife out and then he locks himself in a room. And demons or some such supernatural beings fall through the ceiling and eat them. They eat them up! What kind of supernatural beings suck people's blood? I think you're going for vampires. But there's also the chupacabra. Did you want to mention the gun that he was grabbing? Yeah, he was pulling a fancy gun out of a safe. An old coat? Uh, An old coat. An old coat. He got an old coat on. A coat of many colors. No, he got an old... uh, uh, A colt? Yeah, handgun. Handgun. That's a big one, too. That only had a few bullets. Yeah. How many bullets do you think it had? It had five. What interesting. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway, so uh, that's pretty much what happened. There was a very extensive, um, not flashback, what do they call it when there's like the intro thing that has a whole bunch of, like it gives recap. you... Recap. Yeah, there was a very extensive recap, which was very nice. And it was all about how... Dean's a f- thinks his daddy doesn't love him. Or Sam, I mean. Sam doesn't think daddy loves him. He wants to fight. Daddy loves him, but doesn't want him to fight. And they're all in this together. And dad says that they'll have time to... There's more to this battle that they'll have to do together. Yep. Yep. Um, and so that's what's going on. we got Z- Sam and Dean in a cafe in a diner having breakfast. And Sam's talking about work. And Dean wants to go... Check out that hot chick Sarah he was hooking up with the last episode. Of course. So this is one of the very few times we get to t- hear about one of the hookups in the next episode. Yeah. Like, she still exists. <laughs> and Sam's like, no, there's more work to do. Yeah, that's the last time they'll mention her. Yes. Well, no, she's mentioned again. Oh. We see her again. Okay. But will you figure it out? Will you remember by that point? No. No. Okay, should we go? Yep. Hey, John. Hi. Loki's getting pretty close to the computer now. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wants to knock everything over. It's very exciting. Okay, so lots has happened. Yeah. They went to Old Man Elkin's house, Sam and Dean. They, so basically, uh, they started seeing some similarities with this Elkins guy. They found the name Elkins in Dad's journal. So they decided to go check it out because they saw a newspaper thing about him getting mauled in his own house, but there was no sign of animals. Yeah, it was a sign of a robbery. A sign of a robbery. It didn't sound correct. Um, anyway, so they go. They find. They walk around. It's, the place is a mess. They find a journal that looks like Dad's. Yep. And Dean almost steps on a box that is a fancy box that looks like an old gun case. Oh, Loki's yep. on the move. What's he going to break? Oh, he's going the other way. Interesting. Um, he's, there's still time, everybody, for Loki to destroy something I love. Oh, he's going for my lipstick. Or, oh, there it is. Okay. Anyway, 
So, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so they're out of the house. They're in the car talking about it because, or in the house, they find like secret code written in the old man's blood. Dead man's carved with his fingernails when he died. Yep. And uh, it was what? A PO box drop. With a with like a Color. PO box. It was like the number plus the uh, pattern. The code. The code. So they go there. They find a letter saying JW. Mm, I wonder who that's for. I don't know, but guess who showed up knocking on the window of the car? Negan. And I didn't. John I didn't realize Winchester. that the, the the car had more than two doors. Because he got into the back of the of the car, yep. the Chevy Impala. It must have a third door or something. Probably four. Not many cars have three doors. Some of them do. We've got three, a secret three-door. Do you want to let that dog in this room so she doesn't lose her mind? Yeah. There's a dog in the room that's losing her mind. So anyway, Negan shows up. John Winchester. You ever think about how it's interesting that you have the same name as John Winchester? I don't. Almost, though. You have the same first name? You're named after making beers, and he's named after Instruments of Death. Yeah. That's completely different. Oh, okay, There's fine. There's like millions of people named John. I so don't know I, what you're talking about. I don't find it a coincidence when someone else is named John. I find it a coinky-dink. Almost <sighs> too coincidental. Um, in any case, though... <laughs> in any case, though, he shows up, and he's like, we gotta find this gun... And they realize, he's, like, he reads the letter, and it's about finding this cult. So, yeah. it's a cult. He has the gun, so he must have been lying, saying he didn't have it for yes. years. He has the gun, and uh, and, and now they got to go get it back from all these vampires. Yeah, we're and, supposedly extinct. Yeah, and this is an interesting thing about the early seasons, where it's like, there's certain things that they hear of that only in myth, and they're like, this can't be real. Yeah. And it's like the fact that there was a demon, like it's actually unusual. Like most hunters have never seen a demon. That's why the first time they dealt with a demon, it was pretty unusual and they had to look it up, right? Um, so. Well, they have had to look up everything. They have to look up. Yeah, they have to look up everything. And, and it's, it'll, it'll be interesting because later demons are more common, so they're able to recognize them. But there's also reasons that make a lot of sense that demons become more common later on in the episodes. Like. Because the world's going to hell. Yeah. Is it really? Pretty much. Okay. Well, we'll find out next season. Okay. But anyway, so, it, I don't know. There's lots of cool stuff going on. I like it. They're off to go fight the vampires. Um, there's a nice voiceover where John tells us about vampires and that they hunt in nests. And they're almost hunted to extinction by this guy, Elkins. Mm, I would see why they'd want to kill him. Then. Yeah, they were not as into the whole fact that he kills all their friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so they are getting ready to go. They're going to fight this uh, this nest. And we just got to see them in action murdering another guy. Oh. And a lady. They just yep. kidnapped a guy and a lady. Yeah. From a car. And the guy had the most beautiful shirt on. Yeah. It was a very complicated pattern. A very complicated pattern. Man, you guys should watch I Think You Should Leave. Mm-hmm. Everybody should. Everyone should. Now, you're going to have to start emoting more and being more active. And less tie tie and podcasts, because they need you to zip zap zap. You have to say that louder. No, I I was supposed to be muttered under my breath. No, that but was they for can't. You, not for them. That was for me. Yeah. Okay, I'll edit it in. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go? Yeah. Okay.
John is such an asshole. What? It's been like a minute and a half since we paused. Yeah. They've gone off and like they found the the people that got murdered or whatever. They found their car and there's cops and stuff there. John goes to talk to them on his own and comes back and he knows and like he's like, okay, they're they're not here, but they were here. And Sam's like, how do you know? Because he won't ever accept anything. Yeah. And Dean's like, yes, father, I accept everything. And so John has found like a vampire tooth. Yeah. Just there because I guess they shed their teeth. And then, like, and Sam's, like, stands corrected or whatever. And then, as he's passing Dean's car, he's like, Damn, Dean, why don't you touch up your car? It's going to rust if you don't. I didn't give it to you if I thought you were going to ruin it. And the look on Dean's face of, like, hurt and pain and and being upset with himself because his abusive dad was shitty to him. That wasn't abusive. That was so shitty. He hasn't seen this guy. hasn't said anything nice. Just nothing but shit from John Winchester. That guy's a piece of shit. I know. I like him. And I can't believe they're going to do a series about him and Mary when he's such an asshole. And so is she. He's so nice. I like him. Oh, my God. Let's go. Really? Okay, something totally did happen. Oh, well, yeah. It was exposition. So we got the vampires being Basil sexually, we're like writhing together and trying to, they're playing with their play, play, oh, they're wow. playing with their prey. <laughs> and so then like doodad comes up and he, and he like Luther, the yeah. guy that's in charge of the didn't comes in and the girl that's been in, the one with the too tight shirt. It's like, Luther, let me show you all the loot. And he's like, you got all this loot from just robbing these two? And he's, she's like, no, I ran into an old friend. And she, like, says that she caught the scent of this guy El- Elkins that murdered his family. And he's like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. There's others like him. They're coming this way. And then he sees the cult, which he recognizes. Yes. He's seen it before. He's seen it before. It was made around the time he was born. Uh, dun, 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 dun. And now Sam and Dean and Daddy are on their way. Yeah, you don't want all three of them after you. <laughs> Should we go? Yeah. Aw, John. Yeah. That Poor was... Sam. Well, no, he's I don't... being a little baby. Okay, but also John's an asshole and Dean is just trying to keep the family together. And you can tell that he's been in between these two jerks. I hardly disagree with you that John's an asshole. He is. He's like he's the one that told Sam not to come back if he went to college. Well, no, that was all this that. stuff is because Sam went to college, and then and and well, look where that got him. Well, he got a dead girlfriend, but yeah. only because John disappeared for some reason. Uh, there was a reason. He's fighting demons. Oh, whatever. Just because you safe. fight demons and keep people safe doesn't mean you're not a piece of shit. He's keeping his kids safe. You know, we also established that he cannot keep friends. Like, this guy Elkins and him used to be friends, and then they had a falling yeah. out. It's because he has, like, a horrible job that makes it so he can't be near people or they will die. Yeah, but it's kind of like saying a police officer has a hard job so they're allowed to abuse their they're kids. Not That's not okay. They're not... He... He left because his kids would have died if they were around him while he's fighting demons. Okay, okay. Now, okay. That's a big difference. That's like But oh, what gonna, all I'm, Sam wants in this pause in this part is like okay, Sam's driving, he pulls over and he's pissed because he he really wants to know why they're going after this gun and he's annoyed because his dad never tells him stuff. His dad said it was important. 
I know. And I don't disagree that, like... But the thing is, like, the, the information that makes the gun special is that it's a magic gun and they need it. He doesn't say any... He, all he had to do was say that. He didn't... And, and he acts like it's that... It's too, too much to go into right now. And so Sam... So Sam wants to know about it. And it's not really Sam that I'm annoyed with. It's it's the both him and his dad. They have to fight each other. And then Dean's over here at first pulling Sam away. I mean, like, okay, okay, let's get it going. Because his, like, first impulse is just, like, pull Sam away from the argument. Because he thinks Sam's overreacting. But then... Sam says something under his breath. This is why I left. Yeah. And and of course, Dad's like, "Is that what you said? I heard that." And so then they fight again about the real thing they're fighting about because it's not about the gun. It's about the twenty years of of fighting and that led to the three years of estrangement. That let, when Sam went to college because he got into Stanford and his dad was like, "Fuck you! You got to stay and hunt." Anyway, and so the dad feels betrayed. Yeah, Sam feels betrayed. Die. And poor Dean is in the middle. And I just feel so bad for him because at this point he pulls Sam away, pushes Sam away, and he says, that's enough, that's enough. And he points to his dad and says, that's enough for you too. And I'm so proud of him. He That must have been okay. really hard because his, like he idolizes his dad, but his dad was also being a dick because he didn't have to pick up the... The dad's the dad. He didn't have to pick up the, the bait. Yeah. No, I get it, but I think I think Sam's wrong for the most part. Do you secretly want to scream at your kids? No. No, I'm just saying that Sam was put in a position where he could save lives. Uh-huh. But he wanted something for himself. So he's putting himself in front of all the other people that he could have saved. Yeah, but by that logic, like, we should donate our house to charity and give all of our worldly possessions to people less that's completely different i think that like we could literally if we decided not to do the kitchen which we just quasi remodeled we could have sent all that money to africa and help people no, not be completely blind different it's completely different but that's like like say superman was given has yeah. all these powers but he's still got a job. Yeah, but if he just decided, oh, I'm not going to help people. I like writing at this paper, so that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. That would be selfish. Yeah, but like, what if he wanted to go on vacation? By that logic, yeah, Superman like, Superman should never take a break. But he he just gave up on his life-saving job. Yeah, but to, he would... start at, his girlfriend on fire. At the age of 18. To start his girlfriend on at fire. At the age of 18, Sam wanted to go to college like normal people. After having spent his entire... Well, I'm sure he could have worked it out where he could have done both. Instead of just like, I'm never coming back. Well, in the um, in the anime, he does do both. Okay. But it's is... like, that's actually how he finds Jessica is that they ghost hunt together. We'll have to watch the anime on like a bonus bonus pod. If we ever have a bonus pod within the bonus pod, we'll watch the Supernatural anime. We'll do, well, after we finish up the entire run, we'll go into the anime one. I think it might be relevant for like season three, so we might do it in season three. Okay. Okay, I'll look it up and see when the best time to watch the anime is. I think you have to go to darts soon. I do. And so we're going to pause the podcast production... Yeah. And finish it probably tomorrow. Because you won't be back in time for more Supernatural. Oh, it depends. Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. I think that we'll have time to to watch this more. You know? Like, we'll have time to, like, I mean, watch all Supernatural more. But And I'm kind of coming from... Like, I was very similar to you when I first saw this show. And probably the first several times. But I've seen it a lot. And I see, like... 
And now that I'm a mother. No, I mean, like, I just really see it as this dad that, like, really pushed really hard for the first 18 years of life. And then the kid rebelled. Because Sam's not... Sam's 23. Like, I mean, he's... I think in this... Yeah, he's still 23. He just, like... He's still on, like... I think it may be six or eight months after Jessica died. So it's not been that long. Maybe a year. Yeah. But it's... So it's not been that long at all that all this started... And it was Halloween of his senior year of college. So he was gone for three years. But, like, don't you, don't, wouldn't you want your kid to, like, go to college or something instead of having your, like, no, you have to do a deadly job at all times for the rest of your life because you happen to be good at it. No, but he, he closed the door on, he said, I'm never doing this ever again. Yeah, but he's also 18 and his dad's been pushing him hard. I think it's like. Different people react to different things. I, I agree. And hard, certainly... Hard attracts hard. Soft attracts soft. And I think that, like, Sam and the dad... Sam and John probably have very similar alpha personalities in the sense that they just think that they're right about things. Whereas Dean is very much of a personality that wants to make people get along. The people that, that are in his core group. Because even he's a macho guy, but he doesn't need to be, like... Dean wants everything to be good. Yes. That's a really wonderful way to put that. Yeah. He just wants everyone to calm the fuck down. I agree with Dean 100%. Yeah. See, this is where I'm at. It's just like, I I think that it's like, we got to make sure we keep in the Dean camp and not in either Sam or John, because they're both wrong for different reasons, right? Yeah, but I can understand where John is coming from more than I can understand where Sam is coming from. Yeah, but you had like a really wonderful father and mother. Yeah. That, like, never... Like, your parents were awesome, and they always were supportive. Well, my dad always pushed me to do the right thing. Yes. That was his thing. Yeah. Was, like, above all else, make sure other people are happy. And he wasn't an alcoholic dirtbag. No. I think I had seen him drunk once, um, and that was hilarious. Yeah? Yeah. That's really cute. When was that? I don't know. I was probably, like... 14 or 15 oh or something God. like that. And him and my mom went to like a wedding reception. <gasps> yeah. And I got home my mom's like, dad's drunk. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was just giggly and funny. Oh, that is so cute. Well, let's pause for now and we will continue it. Uh, to the listener, it will be as if we had never paused. It's going to probably be a longer episode. All right. Bye. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> kind of. It's going to sound like no gap on the pod. I don't know. I feel like they might be able to, to tell that we are a year older. Oh, sh- no. A day. A day older. I'm really hoping I can get this bad boy thrown in before 8. It is 7.07 p.m. on <laughs> Thursday. I've got my glass of wine out. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. I should have poured this right before. Ooh, it's like a big pour. I'm very proud of myself for not drinking this whole bottle last night, John. You can't watch an episode of Supernatural without a big pour of wine. I'm starting to worry about how much I need wine. And popcorn. And popcorn, that is a reference to I think you should leave. So we're here. Um, there's been some shenanigans. Uh, we have the, uh, we're at the vampire base. Yeah, I think we covered that. Yeah, I think we did in the, in the podcast, but I would like to say we're looking at a beautiful, expensive vase. So clearly, like, they kill people and steal their stuff. Does the pronunciation of vase change when it's expensive? It does when I just said the word vase. And so I didn't want to say, we're at a base looking at the vase. Why? 
Because it's hard to understand Rhyming's what's happening. Rhyming's fun. Rhyming is fun? Yes. Okay. Should we go? Yeah. Okay, there's some stuff to cover right now. Yeah, they explain the gun. Okay. And why it's so special. Can you explain the gun? Yeah, it kills anything. Yes, and it was made by... Samuel Colt. Who was a... Gunmaker. And... Hunter! Oh, yeah. So Samuel oh, yeah. Colt, the, the gunmaker, made this gun while Haley's Comet was coming overhead. <laughs> and it gave it... And he made, like, 12 bullets or whatever... He used half of the bullets himself in his lifetime before he mysteriously disappeared. Well, Samuel Colt was a real person. He was. Did, was he into, like, supernatural shit, or is this just, like, a Oh, we get to learn tangent. more about Samuel Colt as the time goes on. I mean, but is it is it steeped in history, or is it just using his name? And you know, I coming? don't know, but I would be interested to find out. Maybe he was. Maybe he was a demon hunter. Okay. We'll find out. Maybe uh, after the podcast. So... Colt comes up a few times, importantly, and also he we get to meet him in season six. Cool. That is a spoiler. I'm sorry. Did, are you upset with me? No, that's okay. Did I spoil it badly? Am I a bad wife? No, I guess it's okay. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure that you still love me. I guess so. <sighs> okay, should we go? Yep. Hey, John. Huh? Sam and Dean are breaking these people out of the, the jail that the, uh, the vampires have made for humans. Mm-hmm. Dean looks at the padlock, and you know what he does? He breaks the hinges. It's so smart. Oh, no, the lady that Sam just tried to save ended up being a vampire. Oh, no, it's a trap. This is going to be such a long bonus podcast. I guess so. Okay, so... Um, what I didn't mention was, so the reason why you know about the cult is because dear old dad has finally decided to open up and tell the kids what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And so that's how they knew about the cult in the first place. They went in to get it, and it didn't go well, as we just said. And now Dean is on his way to get dead man's blood, which we're about to learn that is the thing that can kind of incapacitate vampires for a while. But... Dean's gone, and so Sam and, and John are alone. And John is explaining to Sam about, like, this kind of nice childhood stuff. And you say that it exonerates him and makes him a good dad. It does now. How? I mean, yet yeah, now, but no, it doesn't had, change the past. Well, he had the best intentions. He just went about it incorrectly. So when Sam was born, uh, John opened up an account for him and put $100 in it and did that every month. And did the same for Dean for them to go to college. Yes. And then he spent all that money on ammo afterwards. Yeah, but the reason he didn't want to go to college was because he knew it would be dangerous if he was alone. Yeah, and also... So he had the best intentions. Well, it's also kind of like, as a parent, sometimes the way that you act towards the child is not about... Like, you're not talking about what's going on. You're kind of coming from your own fears. Like, sometimes when I'm very frustrated with one of our kids who has a very filthy room, it's more like I don't want him to end up being one of those people that gets carted out of a house and put into a home somewhere and having their house destroyed on hoarders. Yeah. I mean, you know. I do know. Yeah, but I think, I I mean, I get it. I get it more. And I do like the way he describes it, where it's like they have this heart of heart and Sam recognizes that they're pretty much the same guy. They're very similar. So we have two people that are very 
strong-willed, very similar personalities who've had the same trauma, a similar trauma anyway, of like a dead wife, dead girlfriend on the ceiling. Um, And they're both very focused on killing. Whereas Dean is the one that's actually focused on maintaining relationships. You know, and these two have to like, John and Sam have to, you know, have this heart of heart. It's really quite nice, I think. But it kind of shows that parents are not perfect. And it's nice that he was coming from a place of love, though he does admit that he did treat Sam more like a drill sergeant than a father. Yeah, but it was done because he wanted him to be safe. Yeah, but there's other ways to do it. Of course. No no parent is infallible, but if you're no. if you're trying and have good intentions, then I think you're a good parent. Next season, we get to meet their real dad. What? Their real dad's not their biological dad. What? It'll be, you'll find out. You'll find know. out. Sometimes step-parents are the best. If I do say so myself. What? <laughs> All right, should we go? Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. How was that for the end of the episode? It was an end. It was an end, all right. So, uh, Daddy tells them all the truth about the cold, and Sam, he and Sam have the heart-to-heart, but then he tells the boys that he has to go fight the vampires alone, and he sends Sam and Dean to go clear out the nests that, like, the people that yeah. are in the nest, and they've, they've kidnapped the other vampire's wife to, like, do a trade so that he can get the gun or whatever. So, you know, Dean does go and save those people, but... When Daddy Winchester goes to make the trade, he gets the slip, or the slip is had on him, and he's about to get killed, and who comes to the rescue? Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean, because they're cool kids. They're going to go against Dad's orders. Yeah, they certainly did that. And Dad later says, you disobeyed an order back there. Yeah, and Sam is the one like, I'm sorry. And Dean's like, no, fuck you! Your order's dumb! Wow, that's not what he said. Okay, he said something like that. And then dad said he was proud. Yeah. And then, but really what was interesting was that the gun works. It certainly does. It killed a vampire. And the only other way they know how to kill a vampire is by cutting its head off. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it all. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you think this really like leads nicely into the next, in the next two episodes? Because... Now, Dad has decided that he has got to go with the kids to fight the bad guy. Yay, more Negan. More Negan! Everything's going to be fine. I can't see him as anything but Negan. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited about the the last two episodes of the season? Yeah. So we'll have the next two episodes in the next two weeks, and then we are going to do a ranking episode that's probably going to be pretty short, where we go through the entire season one. We rank the episodes. I don't know if I can do the ranking. I don't remember. Well, we'll just talk about the best episodes. Okay. I'll make you look it up. I'll give you homework. Oh, thanks. I'm still your professor wife, even if I'm not your professor anymore. anymore. So, what are your uh, big takeaways from this episode? By the way, the dog is crying for no reason. She's been fed. She just wants us to know that she's there. Yeah. I think she even might be asleep. No, she's, she's just chilling. She's just chilling and crying for no reason? Uh, yeah, she's a hound. Hound dogs, am I right? Okay, so what was your big takeaway? Um, that the gun works. The gun works? That par- parental child relationships are complex? Oh, so you're going macro level. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's sure. kind of what it's about. 
It's about parenting. It's about the family business. Supernatural is all about parenting. Parenting, but also like family and relationships. Yep. And later, you know, there's other stuff that happens. There is? Yeah. I sure hope so. There's like 15 seasons of this. Well, yeah, I know. We have two episodes and 14 seasons to go. I'm excited. But don't worry, the third season's kind of short because it was during the writer's strike. Remember that? I do remember that. This series is so old that there's an episode. How in the, old is it? The third season is shortened because of the writer's strike and the damn thing ended last year. So, like, it's very impressive, I think. Yeah. Well, I think there's just two things left to do besides for you to go downstairs and get me another bottle of wine. Um, well, that's not two things to do, but it's yeah. husband picks the music. And wife does the research. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials up to an ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID. And that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.